We are starting the sixth chapter of Ilchot Matenot Aniim, and this begins. This is the last chapter that deals with uh, matanot, with some of the um, of the rights of poor people that have to do with the land, with agriculture, and uh, and this is actual master ani. Halacha Aleph. There is another a sixth a sixth gift after we spoke about that is given it's the tithe that is given to the to the destitute and that's what's called master ani. and this is important because this gives you an idea of exactly how uh, the masrot work in that order. This is the order of how the remote masrot normally would be given. This is after leket shichecha pe'aperet and olelot. Halacha bet. And by the way, we're going to study this in the remote more in detail. After the person harvests uh, the the what grows from the ground or from the trees, and after, this is important, as we're going to see in Chot Rumot, after the fruit or the harvest is ready for consumption, the first thing that the person has to do is to separate 2%, 1 out of 50. The Gemara says uh, 1 out of 60 is considered stingy, 1 out of 40 is considered generous, 1 out of 50 is the average. And this is what's called Teruma Gedola. The big, the great teruma, the first teruma, and this teruma is to be given to the kohen. That's what the Torah refers to when it says reshit, the beginning of your dagan tirosh nitzar. Dagan tirosh nitzar, dagan is from the the five grains. Tirosh is from grapes, and nitzar is from olives. And uh, but they, they mean the fruit in its consumption form. So that's. Uh, it, it's very consistent with practice in halakha that it, it's after gemar menacha. After doing so, one must separate one out of ten from what remains. And after, so I have 98 left. From that 98, I separate 9.8, that's 10%. That's what's called ma'asar rishon, the first ma'asar. And that's given to the Levi. And about this, it's said in the Torah, it says to the Levim, for I have given you the right to the tithe coming from Bnei Israel. And another Pasuk makes that connection clearer. That's three Pasukim before. And it says, I Kadosh Baruch Hu says, I have given to the children of Levi, the Levites, all the ma'aser in Israel, which is referring to the, the first tithe given by all is Israel, Israelites. And afterwards, after I'm left with uh, 89.2%, so I started with 100, gave 2, gave 9.8, I have 89 point two i give then uh ten percent of that um which is about eight point nine uh sorry it was eighty eight point two so it's about eight point eight i give uh ten percent of that 
that's what's called the second Maser. Why is it second? Because it's second after the Maser Rishon. And what's special about this Maser is that this is kept by the owners. It's not a Maser that's given to anyone else, but it's kept by the owners. Uh, and it's eaten inside Yerushalayim, inside the walls of Yerushalayim, um, which is a way of stimulating the economy of our capital city because everyone has to come and either eat the maser there during Shalosh Regalim or bring the monetary value of that maser and buy something in the Jerusalem market with it. And about maser Shani, the Torah says, which is also called maser, and about it it's also said, which is what we read, during Hagim, again the word Maser, that's Maser Shani. This order that we just described, it's what happens in the cycle of seven years of Shemitah, on the first year, on the second, the fourth and the fifth, four out of seven years. However, on the sixth and third years of this cycle, instead of doing Maser Sheni, what we separate is a subject of this chapter, which is called Maser Ani. Same exact thing, what changes is the recipients of this, which are the Anim. So, two out of seven years, we do Maser Ani. Obviously, on Shemitah, I don't own anything, so that uh, separating something from something I don't own doesn't make any sense. The Maser Ani comes to substitute, to replace the Maser Sheni in these two years. About this, it's said in the Torah also, in this Aser Te Aser parasha that we have, at the end of a period of three years, in other words, every three years, to see it, you're going to take, you're going to, to, to separate your ma'aser, the ma'aser of your tevoah. In other words, something that would or would otherwise be called ma'aser, ma'aser shani. Bashanahi of that year, of that uh, harvest. Shana means harvest, not year. Or it means both, actually. And you're going to leave it, um, you're going to, 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 to lay it, to lay it, in your Sha'arecha, in your cities, Uvaha Levi, the Levi is going to come, uh, also the, the, the convert, the, the, the orphans and the, and the widows, uh, and they are going to eat. And these are examples of people who don't have, who are destitute, who don't have land. And about this Maaser, it's also said in the Torah, as you finish uh, doing the Maaser of all of your harvest in the third year, which is the year of the Maaser. In other words, there's a special Maaser on the third year, every three years, which means the third and the sixth year, that's called Maaser Ani. The seventh year of the cycle, it's a year where there is no ownership. There is no terumot and there is no maasrot. There is no rishon or shani or maaser ani. 
However, outside Eretz Israel, where there is no Shemitah, then the lands that were nearby Eretz Israel, Hachamim decreed that these lands should give Maaser with the sole purpose of being able to provide for those people who depend on Maaser during the seventh year, which is a year of Shemitah. It, it tells you a few things. One of the things it tells you is that, uh, yes, it's true that Torah promises that Akadosh Baruch Hu is going to lesavotet beracha, and we are going to have beracha for three years in the sixth year, in a way that although we are not working on the seventh year, we're going to have enough with the sixth year to eat the sixth, the seventh, and the first because we haven't planted in the seventh. Nevertheless, this didn't mean that everyone had uh, abundance and plenty of food. And part of this beracha is Hachamim's creativity in finding solutions for how to feed the people. So it's not magic. There isn't a magic that that makes the land give three times as much in the sixth year. It's rather a promise of Borei Olam, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that you'll manage. But managing doesn't mean that there is such abundance. And in fact, it seems that during the Shemitah, the Aniim of Eres Israel really struggled because there wasn't uh, Maasrot, and therefore they established to have Maasrot from some lands around Eres Israel. So, Mafrishim Be'eres Misraim Ub'amon Umo'av, in the lands of Misraim, Ammon, and Moab, that's uh, roughly the, uh, the neighbors of modern day Israel. So, it's uh, the, the closest area, the southernmost part of Syria, Jordan, and then Egypt. In those uh, areas, they separate in the Shemitah, during the Shemitah year, Maaser Rishon, which is for the Levi, the first 10%, Maaser Ani, and also the second uh, tier of Maaserot, and they'll, they'll give this to the Ani. Given that these lands were proximate enough to Eretz Yisrael, Hachamim decreed this so that the destitute people in Eretz Yisrael can rely on that during the seventh year. And it's halacha le Moshe Misinai sheyu mafrishim be'eres Ammon u'Moav ma'asar ani ba'shavit that in Ammon and Moav, but not Mitzrayim, half of these uh, areas that instead of give of uh, sorry that, that that they give ma'asar ani on this shavit. However, in Babel, in the areas of uh, Babel where the Gemara was developed, that's called Shinar, that's a modern-day Iraq, Iran. On the seventh year, they also do Maaser. There is no Shemitah there, but there is Maaser, and they do Maaser Sheni, which they then have to come and eat in Yerushalayim. Perhaps Chachamim in Shinar wanted to encourage people to come more to Eretz Israel when in Shinar things were comfortable. We wanted to give them another reason to come. One point about here, Halachale Moshe Misinai, and we've said this before, Halachale Moshe Misinai does not mean historically this is what Moshe Rabbeinu was told, was commanded at Har Sinai. So Moshe Rabbeinu is in the 40 days on the mountain, and Akadosh Baruch Hu tells them, when you go to Eretz Israel, and after David HaMelech conquers Ammon in Moab, and after Galut, and after people live there, uh, there is going to be a time when there's going to be areas in Eretz Israel that they're not going to have enough food. So tell them that they have to do during the Shemitah year Maser Ani. Uh, I don't think that's the case. And actually, th- this is this is uh, demonstrably not the case because Harambam himself 
in, uh, in Perek Gimal Halachat Etvav, uh, sorry, in, in, uh, in Terumot, Perek Aleph, uh, he says explicitly that the Frashat Terumot Ma'asrot in Amon Moav is a decree, is an establishment by Hachamim. So yes, also things that are established by Hachamim can somehow, at some point in time, gain the status of Halacha Moshe Misinai. Again, so historically, who came up with this? This wasn't Moshe Rabbeinu at Har Sinai. Ramam says in Chotirumot Perek Aleph, Halacha Aleph, that this was Takanat Hachamim. However, at some point, this became so ingrained in practice and in Eretz Israel that it was closed, it was foreclosed from debate. And how do you say that something has no mahloket and cannot have any mahloket and doesn't have any source in a pasuk that can be reinterpreted? You call this category of things halacha lemoshe misinai, just like this halacha. Halacha vav. Ma'asar ishon shalokeya halavim afreshimenu had ma'asar avadon ha'kohen v'wa niklat alumat ma'asar ve'alav na'imar batorah ve'ila levim t'edaber. Harambam now finishes describing the order of trumotu ma'asrot. From the ma'asar ishon the levi takes, he then, the levi, makes his own master and he uh, separates 10% of what he received. That's called Terumat master and he has to give this to the Kohanim. And that's what in Bemidbar Perek Yodhet is described, beginning with the Pasuk Al-Levim uh, and which says to the Levim that they have to, this after Korah, after the, the episode of Korah, the Levim have to give some master to the Kohanim, to Aharon and his children. Now, what do, how do we dispose of, how do we give out the Maaser Ani? The owner of the field that is visited by uh, poor people. And he already separated the Maaser Ani. So pe- people are coming and asking for Maaser Ani. What does he do? So the mitzvah is, if he's in the Sadeh, as we are going to qualify in a bit, he has to give to any ani, any poor person that passes by, uh, some of the maser enough so that that person becomes satisfied. Because the pasuk says they are going to come and eat in your cities, in your towns, and they are going to become satisfied. In other words, give enough maser ani so that they become satisfied on that moment. Um, it's more or less, it's not the same because this was a maser. But I want to remind you that Ruth Hamoaviyah when, when. Um, Boaz gave her to eat something. We, we don't know if that was Maaser Ani or not. Presumably it wasn't. But it says that she ate and she left. In other words, she, she ate until the point that she was satisfied. So what does it mean until the Ani is satisfied? This is all defined. If he's giving wheat, he has to give half a cup, the measure that's called half a cup, I want to to remind you, uh, well, I want to teach you something that uh, my rabbi, Rabbi Ben Chaim, uh, taught us, and that is uh, a very nice mnemonic to remember measurements. It's called Askelav Godo. So you write two words. The first word on top is Askelav Aleph Samach Kof Lamet Bet. And beneath that you write Gimal Vav Dalet Vav, and then you draw lines from the Aleph to the Gimal, then from the Gimal to the Samach. You make like a zigzag between the letters on top and the letters on the bottom. And the first line is Rashetevot. Aleph is Efa, Samach Se'a, Kof is Kav, 
lamed log and bet is betza. So you have the efa is three seim, the se'a is six uh, kabim, and the kav, which is what we need to know right now how much it is, the kav is uh, four, um, four logim. So half a kav is the same as is the same as two logim, um, and a log. When we have revi'ait of wine, the revi'ait is a quarter of what is a quarter of the log. So uh, a log would be four times the revi'ait that we use for kiddush. So imagine eight revi'ayot. Eight revi'ayot is what hatzikav is like. Just so you have an idea of what uh, scales we are talking about here, uh, and revi'ait. As a reminder, also is one and a half betzim, which is the bet of Askelav Godo. Uh, so one and a half betzim is one revi'ayot. Eight revi'ayot would be twelve betzim. So how much is half a kav? Half a kav is twelve betzim. Ve'im min haseorim natan lo ifchot mikav. If he's giving, uh, if he's giving seorim, he's giving uh, barley. You need to have more barley to produce the same amount of. Of satisfaction of, of uh, nourishment, so you have to give twice as much one kav. That's twenty-four betzim. Veimina kusmim loifhot mekav kusmim is another one of the grains kusemet. Then one and a half kabim. That's even more. Veimina gerogerot if it's giving dried figs, and they, they become ready for consumption when they are dry. There's something called the kites, which is when you lay that you lie down all the all the, the figs that you have, let, let them dry. So gerogerot needs to be one kav. Veimina devela, if it's gerogerot that were put together into a devela, uh, devela is something that you take all the dry figs and you you press them together into some kind of a cylindrical shape. Then you have to give the, the person uh, the weight of 25 sela. Uh, 25 sela is about 422 grams. log. If uh, if it's from wine itself, after the grapes were made into wine or grape juice, then it's a liquid measure right now. And the liquid, me- well, the petim were also liquid measures, but this is a, a an actual uh, liquid liquid. The log is normally used for liquid. So it's half a log. Uh, the, the log, again, uh, is is a fourth of a of a cub, so half a log would be one eighth of a cub. If it's from uh, olive oil, he has to give him revi'ait, which is half of the half of the log. And from the rice, one quarter of a cub, which is one log in reality. Uh, why is the ores mentioned last? There, there seemed to be some kind of an order here. I don't know why the orders is mentioned last. Uh, perhaps it was less common to grow orders in Eres Israel. That's why it was discussed last. But Armam is following the order of the Mishnayot and the relevant sugiot here. If he's giving the poor person vegetables, what does it mean? He has to give him the weight. Now it's a weight measure of litra. This is a weight of 35 dinar, and it comes down to 148 grams. If it's haruvin, which is a very uh, cheap fruit, it's carbs. 
three kabin. As a reminder, we said about uh, Rabbi Hanna ben Dosa, who was big. Uh, he, was, he was known in the times of the Mishnah as a, an exemplary Hasid. He used to have the best midot, and his tefillot were always accepted. And Akadosh Baruch Hu once said, uh, it in uh, obviously in, in a legendary way. It's not that Hashem said that, but uh, Hachamim said that it's as if Akadosh Baruch Hu says that he created the entire world for Hanina ben Dosa, and Hanina ben Dosa, lo and behold, he has all what he wants, all what he needs is one cup of harubim, one cup of harubim from week to week. So one cup of harubim from week to week. Notice this is one third of what's considered kedes of all of ani. So just to put things in perspective again, because if it is kedes of all, you have to give three kabin to to the ani. Mina gozim asara from nuts, it's ten kabin. Mina farsekin hamisha, a farsekin. We we talked about this before. We don't know exactly what it is. Some people say it's peaches. Some people say it's almonds. Actually, but it's almonds with their uh, peel, which looks like a peach. I'm sorry, uh, when we say asara, we're talking about uh, numbers, not kabin. So, egozim asara means asara egozim, afarsekim means hamisha afarsekim. Mina remonim from the from, uh, pomegranates, two, its units. The trog had, if it's a trog, just one. <coughs> perhaps the trogim back then were more satisfying. Or perhaps satisfaction here does not mean that the person is no longer hungry, but it means to receive enough that they become happy with it. And the trog is more expensive, is more scarce, scarce in, in, in my plantation. So therefore, one is Kedesovo. And if he gives from more fruits, and now this is going to make the point even clearer, the, the amount that needs to be given is enough so that if the Ani wants to then go to the market and sell this, he'll receive enough money to buy for himself two seudot, and two seudot is about 300 milliliters worth, 300 cubic centimeters worth of food. This is uh, in Ayruvin, Perek Aleph, Halachatit. What if a person has just a little master Ani, and there is more people than there is enough for each one of them? and he doesn't have enough to give to each of them sufficiently. Not so the, to, to um, fulfill his responsibility, the Baal Asadeh needs to put the Maaser Ani in the middle and say, okay, guys, this is what I have. Now you manage. And then the Aniim go and they divide. The Torah did not want, Halakha does not want for you to make that division which will mean that you end up giving to each of the Aniim something that's less of what's appropriate, less than what's appropriate. So instead of that, just let them make that subdivision. When this Master Ani is, is, uh, is given out in the Goren, which is before the house, is where the Melacha was nigmeret, it's still in the field, uh, it's before it's stored, so when Maaseran is distributed there, then the Baal Asadeh has no right to decide whom she received what. That's called Tovat Hanaya. Tovat Hanaya means the, the benefit of deciding who gets the Hanaya. 
לבעלים, אלא העניים באים ונותנים על כל חוב. ואפילו עני שבישראל מוציאים אותו מידו. Even if the person was a sadeh is עני, he himself is poor, and he might otherwise want to give it to himself, the bedin or the עניים come and have the right to take it from him by force. אבל המתחלק בבית, יש בו טובת הנייה לבעלים ולא תלכו לעני של זה. However, if he's distributing this from the בעל השדה's own home, then he can give it to anyone he wants, and he has טובת הנייה, he can decide who gets what. הלכה י"א, היה לא מעשר בגורם ורצה לתנו לעני קרובו מיודעו, יש לא להפריש מחסה לתנו לו והחסי מחלקו לכל עני שיעבור כשיעור שאמרנו. If in the גורם, Uh, so the goren is where a person does not have tovat hanaya. If the baal asadeh nevertheless has a relative or someone whom he's very close with and he wants to give to that person maaser ani, uh, so he can call him before all the anim arrive and tell him here, I want you to have this before everyone comes and takes their, their, their maaser. But he's only entitled to do so with up to half of what he has. And the rest has to follow the procedure we just described. הלכיות ב' במה דברים אמורים שאינו נותן לעני אלא כדי סובעו? בשדה. אבל אם היה מעשה בבית מחלקו לכל עניים אפילו כזית כזית שאינו מסובל ליתן כדי סובעו אלא בשדה שהרי אינו מוסה שם לכך. When are we saying that the person should avoid dividing up this מעשר עני if it's going to result in less than כדי סובעו to each עני? This is when he's distributing this in the field but if he's distributing this In his own home, he should be the one that divides up the Maaser Ani among all the Anim that come to take it, even if it, result, if it results on each Ani receiving a Kazait. Kazait is the smallest measure that we have. Zait is the smallest fruit that we have in Eres Israel that is of any significance. So saying Kazait is like saying Kol Shehu. It's like saying it, it has a measure, but in our psychology, Kazait means... Uh, the minimis. It's like saying in English, um, in contracts law, uh, that consideration, which is the, what you have to pay to receive something in return, can be even a peppercorn. So a peppercorn doesn't mean necessarily a peppercorn, but it's something that in the mindset of Americans means something de minimis. So in the mindset of Hebrews, kazait means something of the most minimum volume. Why is that? Why is it that only in the Sadeh there is a minimum? which is Kedes of O, because the Aniim will not otherwise find uh, in the Sadeh, the Sadeh is far, so you have to imagine, the Bayit, normally the Batim, are nearby one another, so if the Ani is coming to collect from your Bayit, after going to your Bayit, is going to go to your neighbor's Bayit, and then to the, the other neighbor's Bayit, and so on and so forth, there is more supply. In the Sadeh, the only one that's giving out in your Sadeh is you, And until the Ani gets to another Sadeh, they might uh, be hungry. So that's why you have to give them Kedes of all there, right there. שנאמר ואכלו בשעריך וסבעו. באו איש ואישה לבית, נותנים לאישה תחילה ופותרים אותה, ואחר כך נותנים לאיש. Now, uh, something of uh, sensitivities to, to each person based on their circumstances. If a man and a woman come to us from Aser Ani in the Bayit, then the misvah is to first give to the woman because she's more embarrassed than the man to have to go out and collect tzedakah. And therefore we want her 
not to to have to um, to be there longer than she has to. So let her take first and let her leave and, and go about her life. Uh, you may or may not, if you'd like, take a lesson from this for when you see Anim nowadays and you see men and women asking who should receive first. Obviously, there's many more factors to take into account. Father and son, a person and his relative, to brothers, to partners. If one of them was Ani, the other one may give him Maser Ani. Two Anim, two poor people that started working a field as Arisim. For, Arisit, for Arisut, you have to go back to chapter 4 and understand exactly what it is, but basically some kind of a leasing agreement where the proceeds of the land are divided between the owner of the land and the one who is, um, who, who is working the land. That's the Aris. So the Aris is poor in this case. That was normally the case. In other words, it's as if you take a farmer to work your land, your farm, you own the farm, and as a reward, that farmer can eat some of your tomatoes. So that farmer is obviously poor. So if they have, if both of them now have some tomatoes that they own, they still are Hayavu Maser Ani, but they are Anim. So if there is two Arisim, each can give to the other. If someone, unlike an Aris, if someone receives a Sadeh uh, or, or leases a Sadeh and has the right to harvest it, the moment he has a right to harvest a Sadeh, he is no longer a Ani and he can no longer take Lekat Shechecha Pea and Maser Ani. When are we saying this? When what the person received, this Ani, was an exclusive right to harvest everything that a certain area of the Sadeh produces. So for example, uh, if as a reward for whatever, this person received the rights to the fruits of one third of the first third of, third of the Sadeh at any time, any moment. So he really has the exclusive rights over that harvest. It's as if he has a Sadeh and he's not Ani. However, if the, what he received was a third of the harvest of the entire Sadeh, it wasn't a third of the Sadeh and everything that that third makes, but from everything the entire Sadeh makes, take a third. Or a fourth. So you understand that this person doesn't really, is not deemed to have anything until the, the actual harvest comes. And after the harvest is that he's going to receive something. And the moment when uh, he's harvesting, he's still poor. So such a person is permitted to receive because all of these matanot happen before he receives his portion. But he is not allowed to receive because the timing of it is after the harvest. And at that time, he will already have received his share of the, of the proceeds of the harvest of the field. Now, 
והלוקח אסור בהן, ואף על פי שעדיין לא נתן דמים. ואפילו לבה הדמים ולקחה, הרי זה אסור במתנות עניים. If a person sells his, uh, his sade, now I don't know if karka or ferot means karka or ferot, it means karka and ferot. Um, okay, if someone sells from his sade both the land, so someone sells entirely all the land he, ho- he owns, and he doesn't keep the rights to the fruits because that's what some... people would do. They would sell the principles, but they would keep rights to harvest the field. So he didn't do this. He sold the rights both to the land and to the perot. And as a consequence, or afterwards, he became Ani. Such a person, even though he's, he's about to receive payment for that sadeh, until he receives that payment, he's considered Ani, and he's forbidden to... to And it's permitted to get the even from that same field. The one who bought the field, even if he, if he hasn't paid yet, even if it's not fully his, the moment that he closed the transaction, he already is no longer Ani and he cannot get because he's going to be the Baala Sadeh. And even if the money for purchasing this Sadeh was borrowed, In other words, a person is not really, his net worth hasn't changed, the needle hasn't moved in terms of how rich this person is because, yes, he bought a sadeh, but it's with borrowed money he has to repay. Still, it's a sur to have matenot anim. In other words, we are defining here what makes a person ani for purpose of matenot anim, and that is the ownership of the land in a nominal way. The Maaser Ani may not be used for other things that the recipient of which is also an Ani. So let's say I owe money to the Ani. I cannot repay that person with Maaser Ani. I cannot uh, pay Tagmulin, which is a favor. I cannot repay back a favor to Ani with Maaser Ani or even rescue Ani from, from being captive with Maaser Ani or send it to Ani as a wedding gift, as Shoshvinot, or even to give it as part of Tzedakah. I cannot, if someone comes collecting Tzedakah, I cannot give them Maaser Ani. However, something that's Gemilut Chazadim, Gemilut Chazadim is something that's totally unprompted. I may use the Maaser Ani for that, to do Gemilut Chazadim with Ani. Like, for example, to come and visit the Ani who is sick and bring them Maaser Ani. However, I, I must tell this person, I must uh, um, disclose to this person that what he's receiving now is Maaser Ani. And it's also permissible to give it to the sages of the city, even though that's going to uh, cause me to, to, to have favor in their eyes in the future. It's forbidden to remove it from Eres Yisrael to Chutz La'aretz. Shene'emar ve'hitnachta b'sh'arecha. The Torah says, you have to leave it in your towns for the Anim to come and take. So leaving it in your town, Chachamim interpret to mean, as opposed to taking it away from Eres Yisrael. Ve'omer ve'achelu b'sh'arecha v'savewa. And the Pasuk also says that the Anim are going to eat this Maaser Ani 
in your towns that they are going to then become satisfied. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.